It's Tuesday the 24th of October and you're listening to the Women's Football Talk podcast. Well, Brad, we've had a busy weekend in the WSL, but we are now on the international break. However, we won't be talking about that. Let's have a look back at that weekend that was. That's just rude to the international break, that is. I actually am quite happy that it's come around. Are you? Well, as a Villa fan, yes, you probably are. Weirdly, I am. (laughs) I do want to say the exact reason. But (laughs) now I feel like the break is needed. I like England playing. I, I enjoy watching I mean, very different me, people when it comes to the international break. People haven't realised yet. Yeah, for me, it's only get excited when it's actual uh, tournament football. Otherwise, I'd rather it, just watch This is the football. Nations League. Get excited. Exactly. The Nations League is not something that excites me at all. So, and it's still very confusing anyway. So much now. It's very simple. We're playing Belgium. That's it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at the men's side, was it Northern Ireland? Was it Northern Ireland or Republic of Ireland have to lose to the Netherlands to have a chance of still qualifying? Was that for you? I did say this. Yeah, it's Republic of Ireland. It's Republic of Ireland, and the whole circumstances are very confusing, and for a different podcast to, to explain. <laughs> exactly. For us, we are going to explain the weekend that was in the WSL. Um, a lot of goals this weekend. And yeah, uh, we'll start off with Saturday's action then. We'll go in order of the games. Do you want to? Really? Really? (laughs) Uh, I feel like we must. Aston Villa 2, Tottenham Hotspur You you just want to see me suffer. Oh yeah, it's nice to gloat once in a while. Let's do this depression. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I mean... You take the lead early on, Rachel Daly scoring the penalty, and you're thinking, okay, this is what Villa need, an early goal. Give them some confidence for the rest of the half. Yeah, that just didn't happen. Martha Thomas decided, fuck this, I'm going to show Man United why they were wrong to let me go. I think Manchester United are pretty okay for goals after this weekend. But yeah, Martha Thomas has just come alive. So far this yeah. season, she is she's doing the Rachel Daly. If anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> the unexpected rise to the golden boot that nobody would have expected. Mm, six goals in the league now. I think it is after this weekend. Um, fantastic. Five, but five yeah, or six so goals. She'll get six at some point anyway. So yeah, uh, absolutely fantastic start to life at Tottenham Hotspur. And we did have that question uh, before the season started when she moved was. Wow, what is she going to be able to do uh, with Beth England recovering? Is she going to be able to settle in quick enough? Uh, can she replace Beth England's goals that we saw in the second half of that se- last season when she moved from Chelsea? And so far, every answer to that is yes, yes and yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree on that. And it's also just confidence as well. It's not just flowing yeah. through Martha Thomas. It's flowing through the whole team, through their new positive way of yeah, um, like yeah, go behind as we've seen more than once now, and then mm-hmm. can fight back. Yeah, and they're just it, like you say, the confidence is oozing throughout the whole team. Um, 
and it's just something that I weren't expecting to see um, if we look back at Spurs last season. Admittedly, I don't know what uh, Robert Wilhelmans is it Rob or Wilhelms? Uh, there will be a week when you get this right. <laughs> whatever. Robert, I will call him Rob Wilhelm. Um, I didn't know much about his side and how he would play, but if Spurs can keep this up all season, then it's going to be a joy to watch. And they just look absolutely fantastic. It still surprises me. Yeah, third in the league at this point. So they probably maybe didn't expect, but they've shown enough momentum compared to everybody else when you think about it. Yeah, they just look really all glued in on what he wants and the style he wants them to be playing. And bought into his ideology and ways of playing so early on into his tenure is actually amazing because sometimes it can take a while uh, for this kind of stuff to get used to and become fluid with how a a new manager wants to play and that can backfire a bit uh, as we've been seeing a bit with Brighton. It's taken them a while to get going, but uh, for Spurs, yeah. It's working absolutely perfectly. And Martha Thomas in this game bagging herself a hat trick. Um, two goals in the second half and one in the first half. Uh, and then Ashley Neville as well scoring on the brink of half time just gave Spurs that real confidence boost in the second half. You go in, in 2 1 up instead of 1 1. You've got that confidence to know you can go and score again and Villa will be hurting a little bit. Yeah. Uh, despite myself do we not want to discuss the first goal in the first half because <laughs> oh boy <laughs> not good not good there was a pretty bad defensive error there from Daniel Turner and then Martha Thomas just saw the opportunity I don't want to blame Van Domselaar on this because of course she's off a line we're <laughs> expecting to receive that pass that she then doesn't get and is completely exposed yeah I mean you'd expect uh, Turner to have done a lot better in that situation. She just gets completely bullied off the ball, and like you say, with the positioning of Van Domsela, uh, you she's like you say expecting that pass back, so it just makes it easier for uh, Martha Thomas to lob her, the ball over into an empty net. And yeah, it's something that needs to be worked on. You can see that the back line of Villa there communication and uh, combination of stuff isn't working because it's a simple man on player on whatever you want to shout um to tell turner to like get rid of the ball quicker uh so martha thomas doesn't have the chance to do that would have been uh suffice but it's something i think that will slowly come when they build better partnerships that whole back five i think it was the back four Maybe in this one. No, I, I, was including Van, I was including Van Damme's layering that in the, the back oh, part right. conversation. Yeah. God, you just want to put it down. I thought you liked the Dutch players. Hey, I, I do, but she's still learning and getting used to playing with the teammates. So it's going to take a bit of time. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is defensively right now. Like, the lineup we seem to put out is so different to what it was last season, in a way, even if it is the same players. Because we're playing centre backs at fullback. I don't know what's going on in, with Maz Pacheco right now because she's not playing regularly. Mm. And then when she did, um, she actually looked good. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what's even, happening. 
Even Sarah Mailing isn't playing as often. There might have been a reason for her missing this one, but she's played the others there. Ah, okay. I'm just, yeah, I mean, it is a bit confusing with how they've been lining up. I mean, this game we find... Lucy Parker playing in midfield. Yeah, it just... It's like, is she a a centre-off? Is she a number four, number six? Like, where are you wanting her to line up? It doesn't seem like... Carla Ward has a clear idea of where she wants her to be playing. Then you've got Ebony Salmon finally starting a match, but playing out wide instead of playing like as a tandem two with Rachel Daly. It's just like there's some things that, to me personally, I think is quite obvious to see that needs to change at Villa for things to start clicking again. And maybe after this international break, because obviously Kirsty Hansen will be back from her suspension. Kenza Darley should be back from her injury. Maybe then... I don't like that there's no communication about Kenza Darley and what's gone on with her. I mean, I'm not fully aware as to what it's been, but I know... That's the the problem. I don't think anyone really knows that it's not been communicated enough as far as I'm aware. Mm, but um, she should be back from uh, what she was saying uh, pre this game uh, after this international break. So, um, yeah, maybe them two coming back just gives the Villa team a bit of confidence, especially if they slot straight back into the start and uh, eleven. We know I'll gather what the capable. I gather the the lineups have been because midfield options are a bit lighter with no Dali and no Anson, I guess. Hmm. You've got to be able to make those changes and have it work, but for Villa, it just hasn't so far, and it is worrying. It's also poor game management overall. Like we've gone ahead now in three matches, three of the four matches, and we've just not mm-hmm. held the leads at all. We've we've yeah, is... crumbled. I don't want to say we've crumbled easily, but it feels like it a little bit. Yeah, it's not you're not staying fully attentive for the whole ninety minutes in certain situations and and this one And like, it's interesting as well, we've taken the lead in very different parts of the game. Yeah. Well. Arsenal we went ahead quite like between the middle through the first half. You know, pretty much in the middle of the first half. Yeah. Manchester United we went ahead late ish, like seventy minute. So you'd think, yeah. right, now we just hold on until then. Although going a player down doesn't help in that regard. No, and then this the, week, going this ahead one, in the opening we went ahead early. 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is well, a longer yeah. period, but then we were playing so well. And then one mistake just changed the momentum. Yeah. But you should be looking to build on that and scoring another goal, getting the confidence in them. But it just it doesn't seem to be there at the minute. They seem to be lacking the confidence of being able to hold out a game and getting a, a result for them. A lot of the link-ups just don't seem to work as well, either. No. Rachel Daly does go missing sometimes. I don't think that's her fault. I think it's just getting the ball to her is a bit more difficult. Yeah. It just It's very strange compared to what we saw last season and how high-flying Aston Villa were. It's just like what's going on here compared to uh, what happened. Like, it's so strange. Yeah, and I'd like to think it changes straight after the international break as well, but then you see who we're playing 
and it's it's like oh god five losses in a row incoming <laughs> i know it's crazy talk but would there be uh doubts over carl award's future if this continues like five losses in a row in any situation is not good in uh football i mean yes you can say players are missing through injury suspension but you've got to be able to work with what you've got and i mean well, I, actually, think, I actually do think the bigger thing would be look at the opposition that we faced that's mm-hmm. in our first five games that's three that's the top three from last season isn't it and then you've yeah. got Liverpool who started well, although now I look at that one and I think, oh God, we really should have probably done better in that one. And then Tottenham are flying. So it's been a tough start for us, if we, we want to use that as an excuse. Yeah, um, I mean, looking after this international break, like you said, straight up you've got Chelsea at home, then you travel. So if we say that's a loss and that'll be five losses in a row, then the next couple... Um, before the December international breaks, the next three, they're all winnable games. You away to Bristol City, away to West Ham, home to Everton. Like they're them. If you're not picking up points in those three games, and they have to be wins at this point of the season, if you're already on five losses, then uh, signs will be very worrying for Carl Award. You would imagine after that point. Yeah, I think the next three, then you really have to start looking deeper into what the hell is going on yeah it it shouldn't be a one season fluke with this team because it's definitely talented enough to do better in a way people could then start making the argument was last season a one season fluke Mm. but i'd like to think we have more than enough good players to not be 11th yeah i mean it's going to be uh, definitely an interesting couple of weeks for you, uh, how you go about changing it and start the positives coming up and being uh, not even just the full Villa uh, side that we saw last season, but just better than what we've seen so far. Well, I mean, I can hope so. Like, it's so weird being a Villa fan right now because on the opposite side with the men, it's the best times ever. Which is probably the reason I'm not clinically depressed right now mm. <laughs> in, in terms of football. But then I just come over to the women's team and it's like, oh, that's really deciding. Oh, they were so good yeah. last season. Yeah, let's move on now. Uh, we'll leave you from uh, that and we'll head over to the rest of the games now the, of this weekend. And Manchester City continuing their high flying start to the season, beating Leicester City one goal to nil. Chloe Kelly. Scoring the only goal in this game. Uh, much harder game for City to break down Leicester, actually. We did talk about Leicester, maybe if they're brave enough, going for a more attacking approach. And did they do that at times? It felt like it. Yeah, it seemed like um, their full backs uh, in Shannon O'Brien and uh, oh. Aileen Whelan just got a lot further forward than probably many were expecting and really wanted to stick it to. Manchester City and try and get a, a goal against that defence. But um, yeah, there was definitely positives that you can take from that for Leicester in a sense. Like they tried to give it a go and it didn't look as bad. But um, I think 
just some Not of their their own. Is that what good. you're trying to say with this? Yeah. Yeah. Like I saw before had Willie Kirk before oh no, it was after the game actually, sorry. He said that they were playing a high risk game of poker. <laughs> high mm. risk, high rewards. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it can work and other times it can back be uh backfire on you. But um I, didn't get yeah, really, I mean there were no re- rewards really, they didn't win. No points. Nothing. But hey, they didn't get smashed, so it's not all they bet all in and <laughs> just got smashed. Yeah, like there's still some positives that you can uh, take at looking at it on like face value, comparing it to. I think there's more positives than like negatives. I think mean, they wouldn't have a, they weren't really going to expect a win out of this, even yeah. if they've had the good start. But if mm-hmm. they feel like they can hold their own against them, then that's more than enough to keep the confidence high we've shown we can compete let's mm. maybe just work on this braver approach and take this against other teams where maybe we'll have more success and be more clinical with uh, the finishing because i mean 12 shots six on target i mean yes man city had more in terms of total shots but you gotta hope that one of them in the future would uh, pay off, and they could potentially nick a draw against Man City or another top team in the future. Good showing for Kiara Keating again. Yeah, I mean, another top top game from her again. Showing Breakout why she's been player called. of the season so far. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting that uh, when the season started, A, her to be starting matches, but B, to be doing so well so early on. I forget here, the other Man City goalkeepers did either. <laughs> but we've done that one before. So. Exactly. But yeah, um, she's looked really strong so far. Um, obviously still very young, so there's certain aspects of the game that will uh, still need improving and will improve over time. But yeah, absolutely fantastic to see how well, she's uh, started this season and, like I said, like I said fully deserving of that spot in uh, the England camp this week. We think Man City were quite respectful of Leicester as well. Should they maybe have really took it to them? I think they should have buried a few more of their chances. But um, I think maybe that just shows how much growth has been in Leicester. That it's not going to be as easy for Manchester City or the other top sides to absolutely... Um, score loads of goals past them, so it does make it that tiny bit harder. Yeah. Well, I feel Leicester, as I said, like coming through, not getting smashed, still happy enough. You can, mm. you can be, you could take that one. Yeah, I mean, I think I saw something that um before uh Saturday's game. They've already amassed more points uh, at this point of the season uh, into, and compared to last season when it took them until March to get to seven points. I did wonder when a stat like that would come up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. The uh, improvement the, the difference Willie is Kirk. amazing. Yeah. The difference yeah. is amazing. By their, really? like, by their standards of the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Definitely light and day difference. Uh, right, on to Sunday's action now. And Manchester United put on a five-star performance against Everton winning. Was it five-star? What no. was it? It wasn't their best performance, but they still got the win. And they were more clinical with their uh, finishes. Beating Everton five goals nil. 
<clears throat> Melvin Millard opened the scoring early on in the game. I mean, she settled into life perfectly at Man United at this minute in time, isn't she? I was say that the contract's definitely getting written up. I can imagine. <laughs> like all the minute... donor is doing it because obviously everything that's going on, God knows, is going to write the contracts. Well, yeah. Um, but I mean, if you look how Leon are doing in uh, Liege One, they don't actually need her. <laughs> so no, they don't. it's one of them. You're like, what a uh, massive coup that would be if Man United could sign her permanently. So yeah, she opened the but again, score. To, to Manchester United, even need her as well. You've got strikers who can score more than enough goals when they actually play. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Two goals each for Nikita Paris and Rachel Williams. Uh, the other four goals coming in in the second half. I think once that second goal went in for Man United, so Paris's first, you just saw the confidence then growing in Man United to say, actually, this Everton team is quite easy to break down and managing to uh, score more goals. It just seemed that Everton had a bit of uh, defensive frailties in this one. Feels like this season, United grow into games. Yeah, I don't like. Maybe Arsenal was the only one where you could say they actually were there throughout, for the most part. But against mm-hmm. Everton, they were good, but they grew into it as such. And then by the end, Everton were a lot more open, and yeah. the goals came from that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, three goals coming in the last what thirteen or so minutes of the game. We just you could see. Everton just like you say became easier to break down and uh, it was easy for Williams to get her brace and Paris to get her second one of the game um, but yeah United needed that win it's been a while since they've got a win and to pull past them the woes of uh, Champions League exit earlier on in the week uh, absolutely important for them and just giving them that signs of encouragement going into uh, this international break, knowing actually we are still uh, a good enough team, we can score the goals, and uh, we are still there to compete with the title challengers. Yeah, we still got a way to go. I think it's important when you then eventually play Man City and Man uh, Chelsea that you, at that case, they get the win. If they they thought they would have to at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, they don't play Chelsea until. Uh, late January, but Manchester City's coming up. Uh, yeah, Manchester City's coming up uh, next month is uh, the nineteenth. So that in the calendar. <laughs> yes, it's still a few weeks away, but um, yeah, definite signs of improvement and good bit of confidence. Like I said, for United heading into this international break now, and um, what was a very uh, somber weekend for. Uh, everyone at Manchester United, obviously. Yeah, like Sir Bobby Charlton passing away, a man who's synonymous with Manchester United. It, I dare say he's your best ever player. Because I, I don't think anyone would even argue against that. Like what that man went through at such a young age, uh, and then what he went on to achieve at Manchester United in his career was just. Phenomenal, obviously, one of few English people that can say they've won the World Cup as well. Uh, our thoughts obviously go out to his wife, Norma, and the rest of his family at this sad time. 
Right, uh, on to the rest of Sunday's games now. And Chelsea managed to beat Brighton and Hove Albion by four goals to two. It was the Shurkin Nushkin uh, show in this one. What is this player? <laughs> I, I'm, far, I'm told this per, she plays centre-back, right? And centre she's here going forward, almost scoring a hat-trick. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, think, I don't know, because at times I've seen it given her as a credit. Then I've seen on Sunday, like afterwards, it, it was taken away from her. But I'm now looking again on uh, one football, other football maps are available. And they've now recredited her with that. So they're saying it is a hat-trick for her. I haven't. I missed the third goal. I haven't seen, it. but so I can't, I can't really judge where it, where it happened. But yeah, well performance, and I'm just further prove how much of a joke Chelsea's depth is. Like to say you win by scoring four goals, and Sam Kerr, Lauren James, Fran Kirby aren't involved in the goals is fucking mental. Like it's if you're Chelsea fans, you're delighted. <laughs> this season has gone so far. It's business as usual, even if the performances are not unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, this was probably their best performance to date. Um, but yeah, the depth that this team has is mental. But I don't know if it was their best performance today. You know, they were behind. And then from there, Brighton was still having all the chances. Yes, Chelsea had more of them. Sophie Bagley was pretty good. I thought. I mean, she had to work for it, but I think, um, I think it, it was once they got going and after Nushkin uh, scored that first goal, I had confidence in Chelsea to go on and then win this match. And they managed to obviously pull that back just before half time um, with Nushkin getting her first one after Pauline Bremer did put Brighton ahead. But then I think it just the confidence started to grow in that. Chelsea team in the second half and for me I think that was their best league performance so far personally speaking yeah you did me bad of opinion but back on Nuskin because she just showed her versatile player she will be not just this season but the foreseeable future mm. and she's not the just... only one but <laughs> coming from this weekend Aggie Beaver Jones scoring the fourth goal no another one how many of these players have they got? Yeah, I mean, been out alone the last couple of seasons in the championship uh, as she's developing, but now finally getting a chance this season. Um, first career goal for Chelsea. Obviously, last season she spent it on loan at uh, Everton. I completely forgot she was at Everton last season. Uh, yeah, wasn't this her first get? I don't know, maybe it wasn't, but it might have been her first appearance since she was sent off. Uh, you remember she got sent off towards the end of last season and there was a lot of abuse wrongly oh yeah i can't remember whether i don't know whether this was a but it's like wrongly aimed her i mean it it went a bit too far and she knew she'd done wrong obviously Mm. but uh definitely a player bright for the future for chelsea i mean just absolute uh fantastic talent and uh, getting her first senior goal for them this weekend, just absolutely perfect way to cap off uh, the weekend for Chelsea. Yeah, and there's one other thing I spotted as well, and I know that teams do this when they're so confident about their squads. Right, Take this from watching the Villa men's team, where you see two goalkeepers on the bench 
that's when you know <laughs> your confidence is sky high. <laughs> I mean, I don't know but where Berger got the and Catherine Berger got the nod in this one, and I don't know if she was like, perfect. I guess but there's still the odd error in there, but there you go. It's her first game this season. But Hampson's yeah. on the bench. Is, is Hampson going to get a chance at some point? Do you think? Uh, maybe in a cup game, I'd expect. I think maybe they're trying something here, Chelsea. They're going to maybe put Hampton out in another match, and then we go from there. Let's see. <laughs> Berger's going to get another game, then it's Hampton's two games. Honestly, Although it, it wouldn't surprise Hayes is really feeling like putting a bit of a joke on. Hampton's definitely going to start against Villa, isn't she? <laughs> oh, that would be very funny. Even I'd find that quite funny, but so annoying at the same time. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy how good this Chelsea team is uh, looking already. For Brighton, um, it's slowly getting there. I think over the next couple of games, we'll see some things come right. Obviously, three defeats in a row. It's a bit hard to take, but uh, next... Jesus Christ, I've just looked at their next three games and, oh gosh, it's not going to be good for them. Um, play Manchester United first after the international break, then a trip to Manchester City the following week, and then they play Arsenal. Whatever is not bad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a very... It's interesting uh, one with Brian. Obviously, we rated them at the, the start, but I guess it's, it's one of those things where you sign all these players, you've got to integrate them all it's not going to happen straight away is it mm. maybe we didn't no. think about that aspect of it it's going to take time for a lot of them to to not just gel but get used to everything as well yeah integrate into english football fully because a lot of them have never played over here before so getting used to how the wsl is the style of play in the wsl is going to take uh, a lot of time again though tiny bit of positive Elizabeth Turland looking absolutely fantastic this season again what was the reason she didn't start I, I don't know if there's anything actually came out yeah because it was odd not saying a start the massive game like this and then when she comes on she scores like yeah. goal machine right now it's weird that you don't start her but I can only gather there was a good reason for it uh, possibly so but I'm unaware of it and uh, West Ham and Liverpool played out a 1-1 draw. Um, a very even keel game, actually, this one, I thought. A point is probably fair. Like, I don't yeah, think, I think I was, you're disappointed if you're Liverpool, though. You got it, yeah. and then that light on, you've conceded. It's not great. Mm, I mean, Marie Hobbinger opened the scoring early on in the second half for them, and... They seem to hold on well against West Ham for pretty much most of that second half. Uh, it's just those last couple of minutes that they seem to be uh, shaky at times. And then obviously uh, Rico Ueki scoring in the 95th minute. To earn, uh, what West Rico Ueki claim is fully coming true. <laughs> She's been unreal for West Ham. Yeah. I mean, I honestly thought you'd take her a bit more time. Uh, but it's understandable because yeah, said... a young player still growing and you know coming to another country again after only hmm. playing a football in japan so yeah i know, think what she's adapted helped. well yeah i think what also helps her is she's got 
Hanukkah Hayashi and Risa Shimizu, fellow Japanese internationals, uh, starting with her. So it's obviously helping her embed into the team a lot quicker. And she's got people that she knows uh, around her and she can build those friendships up with uh, the rest of the squad. So that's probably what's helped her settle in so quickly and look so uh, dangerous at times. Yeah, I think yeah, that's massive for her as well as a younger player. You need a bit more guidance and to have yeah. two Japanese teammates who you've just spent the summer with pretty much, that helps out massively. Mm-hmm. Right, on to the final game in the WSL this weekend between Bristol City and Arsenal. And it was Jonas side of our side that ran out 2-1 winners, Katie McCabe with both goals. Uh, Rachel Furness scored the Bristol City goal. Again, not very convincing from Arsenal. I don't know if I've seen a team dominate the game so much and yet it looks so average. No. Like, it it yeah, wasn't I was... amazing. I wasn't like, here they are, they're back. <laughs> like, no, <Yeah. laughs> this is Bristol City. You probably should be doing a lot better. Yeah. The, the, the just, I don't know, there's just nothing at this minute in time with this Arsenal team that I'm going, you know what? I can see them there for this title this season. Like, I know I said it in my predictions. They feel so far off compared to the other three. Yeah. Or even um, Spurs are looking a lot better than them at this point. Yeah, yeah, don't tell them that. <laughs> like, it's, it, it sounds crazy to say, but there's just there's stuff that doesn't seem to be clicking. I mean, like, Kadena's having a bit of a shaky start to life uh, at the back again new signing coming into the country you've got the, that stuff to embed with um, Zinsberger again not really it's worrying for Arsenal when both of your goalkeepers are questionable I mean is this reasons now why they were looking at trying to sign Mary Hopes in the summer Maybe I think out of the top four their goalkeepers do need to, to change and there's so many options out there, like not just in the WSL. They've played a good against a good option for Paris FC as well. <laughs> I think they've got there yeah. are options out there that are cheaper than Mary Herbs. Oh, 100%. but right now, I, Mary Herbs, if she wants Champions League football, right now Arsenal, I don't know, are in the best position to offer it. Honestly, I think. As much as she may want to move on from Manchester United, I'm saying this is all speculative rumour, of course, it would be just best to stay at Manchester United at this moment in time. Yeah, I mean, as long as the fans aren't yeah, calling her out on Twitter for innocent reasons, but that, that's what well, I think. Like, Self-entitlement fans, that is. Yes, did we want to mention that? I was debating it during the United talk, but I guess... I mean, we can speak on it in a second. Um, to finish off this Maybe game, next though, yeah, um, Kate McCabe scoring a banger, uh, first goal, just doing uh, Kate McCabe like, things. If, if, if I'm a sensible person, I am trademarking the phrase because it's going to get said every week at this point. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong there, but fantastic finish from uh, McCabe. Katie um, McCabe is doing her own goal of the month compilation. Yeah. Maybe even her own goal Definitely. of the season compilation at this point. Which seems to be the way every fucking season with her. And again, goal of the year. She's going to be nominated for this one and then also the corner from the World Cup. Yeah. Thank you. It's just outrageous how good she is at scoring like really random goals. Um, but yeah, I mean, you'd think after that first goal, Arsenal would kick on 
and put more past Bristol City, but it was actually Rachel Furnish that got a uh, Bristol City level with a good header. Uh, uh, Zinsberger's positioning, though, I think, is really I bad on that one. It's not ideal, but the defending isn't great either. It's the first time they attack and they've just conceded. Yeah, it was just really poor all round from Arsenal in that aspect. Yeah. When like good for you see Rachel that. Furnish to get on the end of that because she ran quite far for it. Mm, and good bit of work on the wing by uh, Jamie Lee Napier as well to get past Arsenal's defence and then uh, put the ball in to Furnish. But yeah, at the moments on the counter, like in the oh, yeah. time they'd get past, and you, there was another one where I was. Was it lots of Ruben Moy who very debatable this whether she could maybe have got a red card instead of a yellow because she just brings the player down. It's like she threw there. <laughs> mm. Again, WSL uh, refereeing is always going to be a lot of uh, question over that type of stuff. But um... also on the other side of things for balance, Arsenal maybe could have had a few penalties. Jamie Lee Napier was like there was a lot of shirt pulling. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm, well, um, referee was very uh, strict in not giving. Uh, it's one of those things of... where they say those three letters. If that's in the women's game, do we see more of those decisions given? Potentially, very much potentially so. But uh, it's hard to say in full uh, grasp of it. But yeah, um, Arsenal obviously. Best news for them uh, was at the end of the match where Vivian Miedema was able to come back on the pitch. Best news for you as well. <laughs> I mean, she's not on my fantasy team, so. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, I don't know what's all about. Yeah, it's, good. it's all gone wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great to see her back after 310, 311 days after doing yeah, her ACL. Yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, seemed happy as well. It was nice seeing afterwards when she'd been on a few minutes and full time whistle goes. Everyone's around her because it's just nice to have her back. It's nice having Beth mm. Mead back. Like now, if you're Arsenal in time, performances grow just through having those two players back. Yeah, and the goals come back as well. You'd think so. Formidable uh, forwards, the pair of them. The but... selection yeah. will be interesting as well. I'd like. Anytime Beth Mead has come on, that's the two games, she just looked better than anyone out on that yeah. right wing. She deserved yeah. a goal, if I'm honest, in this. Mm, she just seemed to lift Arsenal in those two games that she's came on so far, like elevate them to another level, it seems. Yeah, I think that's a positive in an England aspect as well. Obviously, it's going to be a while before she's back in that setup, but she keeps going the way she is after this the international break, the next one. Maybe, in, yeah, which is in December. Uh, That's more I than think, enough time. Which I think is against the Netherlands. Well, another you one. Think, you'd is. think it'd be the, the other Nations League ties, yeah. Um, Red, you could, there's no point checking. We'll <laughs> be here all day. It's Netherlands and Scotland. Yeah, that for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, positives for Arsenal having them to back into the team fully. And like you say, over the coming weeks, slowly get integrated back into the lineup and maybe see Arsenal starting to move better and further up the table. Um, so, yeah, at this international break, the table looks like Manchester City on 
top with 10 points. Chelsea in second, also on 10 points, but City have uh, the better goal difference. Tottenham in third on nine. Man United in fourth on eight. Then you've got three teams on seven, that being Leicester, Liverpool, Arsenal. West Ham in eighth on four points. Brighton and Everton in ninth and tenth, both on three points. And then Aston Villa and Bristol City bringing up the rear, uh, yet to earn their first points of the season. Um, like I said, and we've said it a few times now, we're on the international break until uh, the 4th of November now. So a bit of time off, but uh, some good games to look forward to that first uh, weekend back, actually. Yeah, Arsenal Man City, I think, is a very, very big one. So, yeah, you know, uh, in different ways for both teams, Arsenal need to really show that they're going to be up there. And Man City, it's like, oh, it's one of them. But you, in turn, have to win as well. Oh, 100%. And then uh, also that day, you got Liverpool-Leicester. I think two early flyers to start the season. Um, can Leicester continue their brilliant start to the season, actually? You'd, you'd hope so for their aspects. I think the way Liverpool are currently, it's a good opportunity for Leicester. Definitely so. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, anything else you want to mention on uh, this week's one, or are you good for it? No, I, I'm looking forward to the international break. Yeah. Um, so England are obviously in Nations League action uh, this Friday against uh, Belgium. Uh, that's a quarter to eight kickoff, and then they play them a few days later on Tuesday the 31st, so Halloween at uh, half past seven. Uh, England need to pick up some victories or uh, they could be looking over their shoulder at Scotland and face potential relegation from you, you could You could say up. some scary times after that next, second game. <laughs> I wanted to avoid doing a Halloween pun, but you it was it there. there Come anyway. on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, England's group very wide open at the minute after two games. Belgium sit on top, four points. Then the Netherlands on three. England also on three. And then Scotland on one point. So all to play for. Obviously still, uh, like I said, these two games against uh, the Nev- uh, Belgium, sorry, and then the ones in uh, December against the Netherlands and Scotland. Uh, still a lot to play for. Also, where the hell are these Nations League finals being held? No idea. I haven't seen it. I don't know whether I've seen anything about it. We're, we're, we're nowhere near that, that stage yet. <laughs> mm. Is it something that gets announced like when the teams uh, maybe. are known? Yeah, maybe yeah, they look at who's involved and they try and find a suitable location from there. Yeah, that's potentially what it is. Uh, we'll be back uh next week uh we won't we if there's obviously talking points from uh, the international break we'll have a look at them but uh we've got some yeah, other plan yeah but let's say we you can explain our other plans i think next week is more just of a general chat of stuff Different. big yeah. talking points uh, we'll come up with we'll discuss them yeah mm-hmm. maybe there's um, maybe there, maybe there's some talking points the listeners want us to try and talk about Exactly. Uh, anything you want us to talk about, just um, fire over a tweet to us or uh, an Instagram post on Women's Football Talk on both, and we will t- make sure we talk about it. Uh, final bit of news, actually, um, regarding the NWSL. We had the quarterfinals this past weekend, which saw both um, Gotham FC and OL Reign uh, progress to the semi finals. 
they will be taking place after the international break as well. So it's Gotham FC will take on the Portland Thorns and San Diego Wave will play OL Reign. And uh, also a bit of news from there is the Kansas City Current have announced former US Women's National Team head coach Flacco Andonovsky as their new head coach and sporting director for next season. So he He's has allowed to, to do lock. both jobs. Like, that's a odd one. Yeah, um, I feel like there's happened a few times with some clubs they have like coaches and sporting directors maybe uh, i guess before. it's different in the women's game but you don't see that often in the men's side of things mm-hmm. so that's uh, not something i'm used to yeah and obviously uh final bit regarding international football obviously uh canadian great christine sinclair announced that she will be retiring from international football uh after the december games uh, this year, uh, which will be a two-game mini-series against Australia in Victoria and in Vancouver. Uh, obviously, absolute great of uh, the international scene. Um, over 190 goals uh, for Canada, part of their team that won gold medal uh, at the 2021 uh, Olympics. Uh, so, no, I yeah, thought it was absolutely. the location you didn't remember then. <laughs> it was just no, it's, it's one of them where, do I say yeah, as the 2020 Olympics, even though it was pushed back a year I later? Think it was the 2020 Olympics, even though we know it weren't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what a fantastic career she has had. And obviously the leading goal scorer at men's or women's at international level. So uh, fantastic career. And it'll be sad to see her leave the scene. Uh, over the next coming weeks or so. Uh, she will continue playing for the Portland Thorns, though, for another season. Yeah, is this the same as like Megan Rapino? Everyone thought she'd retired, but then she's still playing. Well, yeah, I mean, it, literally whenever her last uh, game for OL Reign, uh, that would be her final match. Which would be the end of herself final. <laughs> well, at this race, it could be. Right. Right. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah. Uh, that is it for this week. Um, if you've got any comments or queries, head follow us over on Twitter and Instagram. Like I said, Women's Football Talk for both of them. Uh, we'll have plenty of articles and stuff out over the week and stuff. Uh, make sure you check out womensfootballtalk.substack.com for anything there. And in the meantime, we'll see you soon. <laughs>